Welcome back again to the 9 to 5 to Rich audio blog. This is Joshua Esters again with another episode. And today's episode is going to be a little bit different than what I've been doing before. I kind of wanted to use this episode to introduce people to the opportunity, the business opportunity of selling online. Um, I'm going to be talking more about selling on Amazon because that's where my experience lies. But um, but if you're listening, um, keep an open mind because you don't. Not everybody starts with Amazon. Some people some people start with eBay. Some people start with other platforms, and there are plenty of platforms out there. It's just that Amazon has the bulk of the online sales as of now. So. Um, you know, this this episode was inspired by a lot of different things. So I've been recently going over in my mind and jotting some ideas down on how I can possibly help people, um, you know, get started selling online on Amazon and uh, and then go from there. And then in the course of that time, while I'm thinking about that, I uh, came across uh, a gentleman by the name of Corey. And Corey works for a, uh, a national postal carrier. I didn't get his permission to put uh, put his business out there in terms of where he actually works. So I'm going to leave that uh, leave that silent. But um, he's actually been uh, uh, playing a big role in my business. I don't, I don't even think he knows that because um, recently I've been shipping to Amazon's warehouse hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of items uh, at a time. And um, he just basically helped me out by, you know, picking them up for me and uh, uh, making sure they get to the to the right destination so they can get to the Amazon warehouse. And it's uh, very quick. Um, I'm not sure how that how that is, because every time he comes to pick up my items, uh, it's 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 just very quick in terms of them becoming available on Amazon sometimes the next day. And um, and I was talking with him and, you know, he's been uh, generous enough to help me out, you know, uh, because I don't have to go through the the traditional channel of paying uh, paying for that service. So um, that's just been very, very helpful. And I wanted to uh, create this episode because uh, I've been kind of talking with them about what I do a little bit. But at this point, at this stage of where I am, um, pretty much um, what I what I tell him may not make sense. Right. So there's tons of acronyms, there's tons of definitions and there's tons of other different things that if I just start, you know, if, if I just start vomiting all these things that I do, none of it's going to make sense. So what I try to do, I try to uh, send him some um, different sources of information. And while I'm looking for different sources of information to send him to kind of give him hopefully like a A to Z, um, A to Z kind of format that I kind of break down the whole Amazon thing. I didn't have anything uh, in my, I listened to a lot of podcasts. I didn't have really any podcast that kind of goes over it. And in, in one episode, it's, it's, things are just kind of just, the information is kind of spread out and spread around. And, and uh, depending on where you are in terms of your knowledge of 
selling on Amazon or selling online, um, it just depends on where you are. None of it's going to make sense. So this this podcast is for uh, anyone who wants to know what I've been doing, uh, some of the things that I've done, A to Z, for as far as selling on Amazon. I'm going to talk about you know, how much money you need. I'm going to talk about what it actually is, what it actually takes to get started, how much money you need in terms of setting up. I'm, I'm going to give you basically an A to Z um, format in this podcast, you know, for anyone who's interested in moving forward on things that I've been talking about um, over the past uh, 13, 14 episodes. So this episode is going to be a little long. So I got my water next to me in case I get a little dry mouth, um, you know, just in case things go a little long. So I want to first start by qualifying this opportunity. This opportunity of e-commerce. Now, e-commerce means it's very general, very broad. A lot of times when people say e-commerce, they're referring to selling physical products online, such as Amazon, eBay, Poshmark, Macari, Facebook, LetGo, Craigslist, anything like that. So a lot of people refer to e-commerce as that, but e-commerce is very broad. It, 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 it covers the whole gamut of any transaction um, done online. So any transaction done online is actually e-commerce. So you can sell a service online, you know, and it'd be considered e-commerce. But in this episode, I'm going to be referring to e-commerce as the physical products that you're selling on a uh, online platform. Um, so let's first qualify this opportunity. Let me explain. So if you wanted to start a business in real estate, if you want to become a real estate agent and then probably a broker after that, depending on what state you're in, First of all, you're going to pay, you know, a couple of hundred dollars to go through the classes and do all of the things that you have to do to get your license. And then from there, if you already don't have someone to give you buyers or sellers, you have to go out and find those people. Usually that's friends and family. And sometimes um, they will deliver a person who can bring you business. Um, but sometimes they won't. Sometimes they, they, they just won't. The, the, the timing is not right. In that case, you have to go out and hunt for that business. And depending on, you know, what real estate firm you go with, what team you're on and and all these other different variables, you may not be getting paid for at least three months, you know, three months. And, and that's conservative. Some people don't do their first deal in three months in real estate. They do the deal later down the line. So in that case, some people do real estate part time. Some people do it full time. But my my experience um, and also what I see is if you're not full time in it, it's going to be hard to start making some money if you already don't have a, uh, a network. All right. Uh, um, yeah. And if you already don't have a network of people. So if you're an introvert going into real estate and you don't have a huge network, the chances are you get that first deal within that three months is sort of slim. Okay. I'm going to this this is going to come full circle, you know, in in a second, but let me just keep, continue to explain. All right, so that's the first example I want to give. The second example, 
Um, if you want to become a, um, I don't know, like some type of, uh, if you want to have a job in some type of trade, like electric, uh, electric, electrical wiring or plumbing or, or any type of trade, right? So you got to go through school and depending on what program is, that's going to take X amount of time. Uh, let's say let's say it takes six months and, you know, it's going to be different for a lot of different things. Um, so let's say it's six months. You're going to put your time in. You're going to pay money to, you know, have the classes and take whatever tests and things like that that are necessary. And depending on the job market, you will land a job. Right. Sometimes people don't. Sometimes people do. OK. All right. So if you wanted to. Um, if you wanted to buy a business, right? So you want to buy um, a franchise or if you want to buy a website um, that's already, you know, that already has traffic, right? Or if you want to buy a business that already has customers, you are going to put a significant amount of money and capital up front to buy that business. A lot of times, a lot of people don't know this, but um, a lot of business sales, whether um, it's online or whether it's something physical, a fran like, a, like a franchise, a lot of those things are sold in increments. So you will buy, you'll put something down, and over the, the next X amount of years, you'll pay, um, you, you'll pay the rest plus interest. And, and I want to come back to this example in a second. Um, so, so I, I, I wanted to say those examples because it kind of covers what anybody, what everybody could possibly do. Everybody could possibly, if I'm talking to everybody, some people in that group are able to buy a business. Some people in that group don't have a lot of money and they want to, um, get something a little more secure and want to learn a trade. Right. Um, so they go to school and something like that. If I'm talking to like I said, if I'm talking to everybody, somebody in that group has the, the desire or the stomach for wanting to uh, jump out to 100 percent commission based only like real estate. All right. Um, so so if I'm talking to everybody, there is somebody or people who can do either one of those things. With selling on e-commerce, you don't need a degree. You don't need, um, you don't need to go to school. You don't always, uh, depending on what kind of person you are, you don't always need a training, right? It, it depends on what kind of person you are. Um, you don't need to, it's not going to take you six months. It's not going to take you two months to make your first sale. It's not going to take you a month. It could take you actually a week or two, depending on how you go about this. But in terms of Amazon, you can make a sale in a week. So you can make your profit in a week or two. So that's one of the examples I wanted to give um, to kind of show the, the, the differences between e-commerce and doing something in the physical world, right? So e-commerce is online. The physical world is all the other things that I talked about. You can make money very easily because your customers 
the customers who come to see, you know, your products um, on a platform such as Amazon. Amazon has hundreds of millions of customers. So in that case, all you have to do is, you know, put something up there on their platform that, you know, that is in demand that people want. And there are literally tens, hundreds, thousands or millions of people um, who would buy that product. It is more to it than that. It's not that simple, but I, I think you get the gist of what I'm saying here. Let me further qualify this. If you're an entrepreneur or if you aspire to be an entrepreneur, um, the great thing about e-commerce that didn't always exist is simply the cost uh, the barrier of entry, the barrier to enter into the business of Amazon or selling e-commerce is super low. I mean, you can it doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. And that's actually another thing, too. And in the physical world, you know, unfortunately, we live in a world where sometimes those things matter. You know, it, it, it matters what you look like. It matters, um, you know, what you like, what your preferences are. And, you know, people judge. Right. That doesn't mean you won't succeed. It's just uh, it, it, it does come with the territory in e-commerce. It doesn't, you know, because no one knows who you are. No one knows what you look like. No one knows what your beliefs are. No one knows. You know what I'm saying? So so that's another amazing thing about the the opportunity of selling e-commerce. Um, so let me jump back to the 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 buying a business example that I want to get back to. Let me further qualify this opportunity. This opportunity is so great because at one point before I even knew about e-commerce, I had bought a business. I bought a business. Um, I think it was uh, late 2015. I bought a franchise business. Like I said, it the the cost of entry is extremely is high. You know, is is high. Um, I bought a business for seventy five thousand franchise business. And um, it was uh, less than 10 minutes from where I lived at the time and about a block away from where I went to high school. So, you know, just the just the it just seemed like the right thing. Right. It just it, it just it just seemed like the stars were aligning, you know, um, and that business ultimately failed. OK, so I bought this business for seventy five thousand. Um, I put eight thousand down. I got a loan and put 8,000 down, um, that was a requirement. And then I had to pay like, um, what was it? I think um, 15,000 um, a year for the next four years or something like that. I, I, I don't really remember. I have to really sit down and think about that. But, um, but anyways, I bought it for 8,000 down and I had to pay X amount of dollars um, for the next four years um, until, until, you know, I paid it off, right? So if I'm thinking about it, it's, it's probably about maybe, maybe about 20000 or something like that that I had to pay every year. Um, the business failed. So, you know, um, so no one, no one got that money. Um, but I had bought a business, $8,000 down. I got a loan and I used my, my tax refund money 
um, for from from that year to uh, to kind of help me, you know, get things started. Now, when you're buying a business in a physical location, there's so many things you got to worry about. First of all, you got to worry about the money to get in. Eight thousand was to get into to the door. Right. And then after that, you have to worry about hiring employees. It didn't come with employees. I had to hire employees. Now, even though the business already had all of the, uh, the the things that I needed in terms of computers and desks and things like that, I still had to, you know, get things like uh, like a payroll service and I had to get like. Uh, set up security, uh, you know, security cameras and a security service. And I had to get insurance and I had to, you know, um, you know, worry. I had to deal with the neighboring businesses because it wasn't always that pleasurable. I had a restaurant that was next to my business and um, it, it just um, that relationship for unnecessary reasons. Nothing I did, but they didn't like my customer base. And they thought that they thought that my customer base was uh, negatively affecting their customer base. It, it, it none of it made sense, and um, got into a huge fight about it with with the neighboring business. Um, so so there's so many different uh, different things that I had to put in place before I even saw my first customer. And now, not to mention, you know, I had to had to really, you know. Uh, even though the business had existing customers, I had to uh, make sure I was contacting them and inviting them to come back and and then continue marketing to build new customers because, you know, it's everything's about growth. And I had the pressure, the pressure of having to, you know, do extremely, extremely well to be able to pay back my loans and and um, uh, and, you know, pay back everything pretty much, you know, so. So it was extremely stressful, stressful, stressful uh, event, you know. And when I found out about e-commerce, um, and, and by the way, I didn't make any money in that business. Um, I made money. I made more money in the first two weeks that I started on Amazon than I made in the, uh, the business that I bought. Um, and, and at that point in there, I realized that, you know what, I don't think I'm going to be doing anything, any business venture that doesn't include something online. Uh, because I mean, that's just where everything is going. That's where everything has been for a little while. And, um, you know, I, I don't have, you know, baking talents, culinary talents, so I'm not going to be, you know, a chef or anything that's offline. I don't have, I can't think of any skill sets that I possibly have that I can get paid a lot of money for um, more than what I can get paid for um, doing something online. Okay, so I laid that foundation out. Um, and, you know, another thing you want to you want to think of is uh, I, I think about this a lot because um, I know I'm jumping, jumping, a little, jumping a little bit back and forth here. But before I fully get started uh, on getting set up on Amazon, also think about this. Also think about the fact that there has been no other time in the history of of life that you can, um, you know, make as much money while you're sleeping as it is now. If you think back right now, you know, I'm a millennial. I turned 30 in uh, August. So I'm uh, considered a quote unquote millennial, whatever they want to call them. Right. Um, if you think about your parents, if you're a millennial and you're thinking about your parents, your parents were baby boomers. Right. And um, 
they really didn't really have that foundation of the internet. They didn't have it at all, actually, that foundation of the internet that will allow them to put something in front of hundreds and thousands and millions of people, um, put something up online for sale. That, that just didn't happen. It didn't exist. If they wanted to start a business, they had to go into something like real estate or, or they had to do something physical that cost lots of money they had to buy a business you know whether it's a a, um, um, a car wash or a dry cleaning service or or you know they had to buy a business or start a business like that that cost a lot of money and um, you know and, and that just wasn't the case for a lot of our parents you know they did not everybody had tons of money or not everybody was able to uh, you know go to their friends and family and raise tons of money to start these kinds of businesses Another thing is our, the, 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 the opportunity that we have now that wasn't, that wasn't available to our parents is that they could not really go really full time um, with, a, with, a, with the business idea. For one, um, if you're talking about something physical, like example like real estate or if you want to start a dry cleaning business, you really have to quit your job. If, you really, if you're really going to make it, you're really going to have to quit your job, right? And, you know, you, you have a family and all these kind of things. So it, it just didn't seem realistic, even though it did happen. There were entrepreneurs of the baby boomer generation. That's, that is a fact. But there had to be certain stars that aligned, right? But now you can literally do it so easily you can really start a business so easily you can really do it part-time and you don't have to quit your job and you can do it from your home or you know you, you can you can have a business from home you know it, it just it's just it's just fascinating that um that we have this opportunity and then another disadvantage that our parents had was the propaganda that um that you know, college was the way out. College was the way to financial success or, or whatever type of success you're looking for. You know, you, you had this dogma that was kind of beat, beat into their psyches in terms of, you know, getting a great job, uh, buying a home and, you know, making sure you have a nice car. Those things that actually take you backwards were considered as moving forward um, during that time. Except for the college part. I mean, you know, sure, college can move you forward in certain in certain ways. But in this day and age, college is not always the answer. You know, college is a business. I mean, it, that's that's more evident now than ever that college is a business and they're in the business of, you know, they're in the business of education. Um, so that's why part of the reason why that. You know, a lot of people are taking out student loans because the cost of college has been going up and up and up since um, the the so-called Great Recession of 2007, 2008. A lot of people were jumping back into school and that 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 pushed uh, prices in the system to go up because demand was going up and then prices kept going up and up and up and they haven't been going down. And and now millennials, some millennials and probably and and. Um, and uh, yeah, pretty much millennials, they've been, they've been doing what their parents have been telling them to do, go to college at these higher prices. Therefore, now we're in this uh, crisis with the student loan debt. Here we are. Right. Um, um, it, it's just it, it, it's 
now is a, it, it, I think it's evident now. I, I don't think everybody understands it, but it's evident now that you don't need to go the route of college unless you're trying to do something very, very specific. Doctors, lawyers, engineers, computer science, you know, all those type of very specific niches in the job market. If you're going for a general business degree, I mean, cool, you will find a job, but um, you, you you just can't rely on it to move you forward in terms of, uh, um, you know, creating financial independence. I do believe it is a great option for, you know, someone who's coming out of poverty and, you know, and they're at the crossroad of, uh, hey, you know, I either go to school or I go to the military or I don't do anything and I work a minimum wage job. If you're at that crossroad and if you can get Pell Grants and um, and, and there, there should be enough Pell Grants because um, I, I grew up in, pro- in poverty, so I had enough money, uh, enough Pell Grants, excuse me, and, and things like that where I went to school for free. Um, so that may be the case. If you're not going to school for free, I, I really have to, um, if I can, I would advise you to really think about, um, getting into e-commerce. Cause I think e-commerce is the gateway. It's a gateway. I mean, at least right now, it may not always be because this opportunity is not always going to be here. I don't, I don't believe because nothing lasts forever. It is the gateway for anyone who is, uh, coming up you know, growing up impoverished who want to get into entrepreneurship or see some type of results as being an entrepreneur, it's the gateway, right? It's not the end all be all, but it is the gateway, I believe personally, because it does not require a lot of money. Um, so to get started. All right. So, you know, I kind of ran it a little bit longer than I wanted to on that, but I just kind of want to set this up for, for the listener who um, who may at this point, not know what their skills are, who may not know what they're good at, who may not, um, who may not have any uh, business or entrepreneurial experiences, but who wants to be an entrepreneur. Uh, I think e-commerce is the perfect, the perfect opportunity to, to get in the game, get in the game of entrepreneurship. And in that process, you'll find out what you're good at, uh, what you like, if you even like e-commerce or not, but <clears throat> um, I just think it, it's the gateway, right, to the next level up of whatever direction you want to go. And there's many directions you can go um, after you start e-commerce um, the way, you know, the way I did or in the way that hundreds of thousands of people, people have done, which I'm getting ready to explain right now. So um, I started on Amazon. I started selling Amazon. I was first listening to, uh, I'm always constantly listening to podcasts and, and always looking at different business opportunities. Um, but at one point I was looking at a whole lot of them when my uh, franchise business was uh, failing towards the, towards the tail end of that uh, business venture, I was trying to figure out what am I going to do next, right? And then um, I listened to a few podcasts about Amazon, and I was very interested and intrigued by it. Um, and um, and I decided to move on, 
You know, I, I decided to move on with that idea. Um, I joined a Facebook group. I bought a course that kind of goes into, you know, the basics of Amazon, how to get set up and, you know, start selling and thing, things to expect and, you know, what I need and all these different things. So um, and then and then I went full fledged. I, I went 100 percent all in. I was 100 percent all in. So um, the, what I'm going to talk to you about is I'm going to talk to you assuming you are willing to go 100 percent all in you know, at least for a couple of months before you decide it's not for you. Okay. Because if you dabble in it a little bit here, a little bit there, a kind of, sort of, you're not going to have any results. Results are, there's a a strong relationship between results and effort, right? And also, um, I'm basically, you know, going over this to kind of introduce someone who's new to the idea and just as, you know, hopefully I can describe it the the, the best way that makes sense. And then from that point, you can even decide if you even want to jump in or not. Uh, but that's that's pretty much my whole goal is just give you an A to Z idea of the basic um, the basic idea of selling on Amazon. All right. So selling on Amazon, a lot of people don't even know you can actually sell on Amazon. Um, so here's here's what it looks like from the beginning. So say, for example, you go on Amazon and you want to buy a pair of shoes. You click on Nike's, some type of uh, Air Forces or something like that. When you click on that, <clears throat> you uh, when you search it in the search bar, Amazon, you're going to see a lot of different listings. So different Nike shoes, different listings, right? So you click on the one that you like. When you click on that item... Um, you're going to see the item, you're going to see like the park, park description and to the right, probably to the right, you're going to see an add to cart button. That add to cart button is something called a buy box. So the add to cart button is something called a buy box. Okay. So what a lot of people don't know is that there may be more than one person selling that one item that you clicked on. And what those sellers, uh, um, what those sellers are doing is they're competing. They're competing for the buy box. The buy box is the add cart put- button. Whoever clicks that add cart, uh, when the customer clicks that add cart button, whichever seller is in the buy box will get the sale. Now, there's different variables of how sellers get the buy box. There could be 10 sellers. There could be 20 sellers. There could be 100 sellers. Um, and there's certain, like I said, there's certain variables where um, a seller may get the buy box. All right. So that's kind of explains an Amazon listing. All right. So here's here's what I did when I first started. I. um I got the, uh, I signed up for the seller account, the Amazon seller account, and there's two types of accounts you can have. You can have a pro account and you can have a non-pro account. The difference is the pro account is $39.99 a month, okay, $39.99 a month. And the other one is uh, there's no there's no fee for it every month. So, but but what happens is Amazon will um, charge you a dollar for every product you sell on Amazon. Once you get if you start off with the no um, no subscription where you take the dollar, you know, give it to Amazon after every sale. Once you get to 40 
items in a month, it makes it no longer makes sense to have the uh, non-pro subscription account. If you're selling more than 40 items, you're going to want the pro subscription account. I recommend people get the pro account off the bat because if you if you go in, if you really if you really if you really go in, you're going to sell um, you're going to sell more than 40 units um, a month if you really go in, right? So um, I always recommend just get the pro account, get it done, get it over with, and get and get in the game. Um, and then you're also going to, uh, well, let me back up a little bit. You can use the same login that you use for your Amazon account already. So I recommend people doing that instead of setting up a separate Amazon account. Um, so if you go to sellercentral.com and then you use your Amazon credentials, it'll allow you to sign in and then from there you choose the pro subscription. But you first go to sellercentral.com and sign in with your Amazon credentials. All right. So that's the first thing you're going to do. Second thing you're going to do is download the Amazon seller app. Go to your Play Store, go to your, uh, uh, if you have Android, go to your Apple Store if you have Apple. Download the uh, Amazon Seller app. It's a free app. And this app will allow you to, um, you know, allow you to get to that starting point, right? So, how you make money. So, what do you, how do you find products, right? How do you find products that are going to make you money is the next question, okay? Um you're going to go to retail stores. I'm going to describe right now a process that's called retail arbitrage. Um, and it's a sourcing strategy. A sourcing strategy is basically sourcing means finding products. So that's what I mean when I say sourcing. You're sourcing for products. So it's a sourcing strategy that a lot of people start with. A lot of people start in other areas, right? But uh, the easiest probably, the easiest right out the gate is to start with retail arbitrage and it's probably probably the best because it's going to give you experience with learning the ecosystem of Amazon, how Amazon works, how to send in a shipment, which I will explain. You know, what it looks like on Amazon when, you know, your your items are up for sale. How what what does it mean to what does it actually mean to compete for the buy box and all these little different things that, you know, that it help you understand of how Amazon works. All right. So um, this process is called retail arbitrage, also known as RA. So you're going to hear that thrown out. RA means retail arbitrage. All it means is um, you go into a store, a physical location, um, and you buy something that you can sell for more on Amazon. Now, um, a general criteria that I use, uh, this isn't a criteria that I like thought of from the beginning and um, decided to go with it. It's just something as I look back, when I look back on what I was doing, I saw a pattern. I saw a pattern and that pattern was I would buy something for $10 or less that I can sell for $20 or more. So $10 or less, $20 and, and sell for $20 or more. Um, and then, you know, I, I bought products that were not $10. I bought them, bought some for under 20, but I, I'm, I'm thinking back. I don't remember ever buying anything for more than 20 bucks, um, that I was able to resell. So generally 
you know, some buy something for $10 or less to be able to sell that can sell for $20 or more. And then, you know, in within that range, you'll be able to find a profit somewhere. Your best bet when you first start is going to clearance items. So something on clearance, things are on clearance. The Amazon, this is where the Amazon seller app comes into play. The Amazon seller app um, allows you to scan a barcode on an item. So you scan the barcode, and then when you do that, it will tell you, it will come up with uh, uh, the product on Amazon. If it is on Amazon, it'll come up with the product on Amazon. It'll tell you what the price is on Amazon. It'll tell you how many sellers are selling that product on Amazon, which is very important. And um, it will tell you, uh, it'll give you a breakdown of what your possible uh, possible net profit is. Um, it, it, it'll give you an idea of what your net profit would be at certain prices. And you can edit the prices and things like that. If, if you think you could sell it for more than what it's selling for now, um, you know, you can edit those numbers out and maybe maybe uh, see a profit there. But um, the Amazon Seller app is the starting point to be able to scan the products. The Amazon Seller app also allows you to um, uh, scan a product by hovering over it. Like it's, uh, it'll take a picture of the product on its own, right? So for some, sometimes the, the, the product cannot be found with the barcode. So you'll scan it, the picture of it you know, like the, the brand name or something like that or somewhere in the front of the product. Um, and then um, their system will recognize the product and then it'll show you the product from there. And another thing you can do is if for some reason the picture isn't coming up and if some reason if you're scanning the product, the barcode of the product, and that's not coming, in, coming up with any results, you will type in. You could type in the product and that may come up with some results. Now, when I first started, I wasn't doing that. I was just scanning the barcodes, and if it didn't come up, I'd be moving on to the next to the next thing. The problem with that is, is I was I probably missed out on a lot of different um, opportunities because um, I probably passed up on products that possibly would have sold for profit if I would have typed it in the search, uh, which is also called reverse searching when you manually type in the product. Or I could have scanned the, the the front of the product for the app to take a picture of it. And maybe the product could have came up then. So, you know, if you do all of those things, you, you're more likely to find more profitable products. Now, if for some reason the product is not uh, on Amazon, which is possible because there are still hundreds and thousands and millions of products that are not on Amazon yet. A lot of people believe that you could buy anything on Amazon. It's not true. It's really not true. Um, but if for some reason you have an idea or you have some type of uh, knowledge of a certain um, category of products and you think this will sell you basically create the listing you can buy it and create the listing um and then maybe it'll sell after that um and and you know i i recommend people to do and try as many things as they possibly can i didn't create listings when i first started i'm i'm actually what i'm telling you now is what i know now you know 
what I'm what I what I can tell myself back then. Um, so you get you right now you're getting the benefit of the nuggets that I didn't know or maybe I did know and didn't do that I should have done that probably would have made me more money when I first started, which is like creating the listings because when you, if you know how to create a listing on Amazon, that skill. That's a skill. It's, a, it's, it's trust me. It's a skill because there's um, you know there's other things that go into play. That if you become skilled at creating listings on Amazon, that's gonna pay huge dividends later down the line. Trust me. I mean, it's hard to see it when you're first doing it, but trust me, it, it's gonna pay dividends. Because right now I'm like you know I'm I'm squandering around the creating the listing part. You know, because I didn't do it when I first started. So I'm, I'm learning to do it now and I'm, I'm still missing out on opportunities because I'm struggling with creating the listings and creating a good listing. But um, but if you want to move fast, you know, which I was doing, I was moving pretty fast. I didn't really if the product was on Amazon and um, and and I, I just didn't create the listing. I just moved on to the next thing. Um, and I recommend you I, re I strongly recommend you create the listing if it's not on Amazon. If you have some type of uh, some type of um, indication or some type of knowledge about the product um, or idea that the product might sell, like if you say, "Hey, you know, this will sell because of X, Y, and Z of what I know," I would recommend you create that listing. Um, or if you find any other indication that that product might sell, go ahead and just create the listing. Worst case scenario is you just have to return the item and get your money back, you know? Um, yeah, so, and, um, okay, cool. So I kind of went on that just a little bit longer than I wanted to, but that is scanning products, right? So you're going to go into a retail store, use the Amazon seller app, and you're going to hit the clearance aisle. Now, um, as you get more experienced, you'll be able to um, kind of expand on on that. So you kind of ex you can expand beyond the clearance aisle, aisle and you'll be able to kind of see products that that aren't on clearance that will sell for more on Amazon. That happens as you keep going, because what's going to happen is after a while, you, you know, the clearance aisle, you're going to hit everywhere, hit every store, hit the clearance aisle. And then and then you got to wait for the next clearance. You know, so um, but that's the starting point. If you want to get money in your pocket right away, um, that's the starting point. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep track of the uh, expenses, right? The initial investment. So I'm going to calculate the $39.99. I'm going to just say 40 bucks for the monthly subscription. As I go on, I'm going to mention some other things that cost money that I recommend you having when you first start. And I'll just keep adding it, adding it. And I think at the end, I'll be able to say, you know, hey, you know, it's going to cost you this much to get started. So let me enter 40 bucks in there right now in the calculator. All right. So, okay. All right. Um, so that's that's how to get started and start making money right away, right? Um, let's talk about the Amazon Seller app a little bit more, because like I said, it's gonna have uh, when you scan a product, you're gonna have the price, you're gonna have the number of sellers, you're going to have the potential product at at a specific price, the potential profit at that um, 
at that at that specific uh, sales price, right? It gives you the breakdown of you know how much Amazon charges for fees at that price and so on and so forth. So forth. Um, and then there's another thing that's on there that's called the uh, best sellers rank. So BSR. It's not gonna say BSR. It's just gonna be a number. So that number that you're going to see at the bottom when you scan the item or the top or wherever it is, it's called a BSR sales rank. Uh, it's called best sellers rank. We, we just call it sales rank. We don't call it BSR, but that's what it is. Sales rank. Sales rank gives you, um, because you may be asking, well, how do I know if this product sells on Amazon or not? Sales rank will give you an idea. It gives you an idea about how um, how a product is selling on online um, is it, just an idea. It's not. There's more variables that go into determining or um, you know get taking an educated guess. If I if I can say an educated guess, that's pretty much what it is. Making an educated guess that these products sell. Um, so. The sales rank is different for each product and each product that you look up is going to be under a certain category. The the Amazon catalog, as they call it. So the Amazon catalog is just basically all the products that are on Amazon. They're broken out into different categories. Pet products are in the pet category. Beauty products are in the beauty category. You know, um, um, you know, home improvement type products are in the home improvement category. But the sales rank is different um, in each category. Let me explain a little bit. So if I have a pet product that I scanned and I also have a, 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 a kitchen and dining product, that's also a kitchen and dining is a category. And then, you know, when you scan it, it'll tell you what category it's in. So say if I have a product that's in kitchen and dining and then a product and uh, um, pet Right. So let's say that the sales rank on both of them are 50,000, that that 50,000 means different things in both of those categories. OK, so you got to know the sales ranks, the you have to know you, you have to have a general understanding of the uh, different categories there are and what the sales rank mean in those categories. So 50,000 in kitchen and dining means different in. 50,000 in the pet products. Um, and that just, just by experience, 50,000 in pet products are going to sell a little bit, a little bit more than the, uh, that sales rank indicates more sales in the pet category than 50,000 and the uh, kitchen and dining category. That's just based off my experience, right? Um, <clears throat> there is a free tool that you can, um, that you can go to kind of get an, uh, uh, more information on sales rank. It's called uh, it's called Jungle Scout. So you're gonna hear that a lot. You know, Jungle Scout. They they've been around since uh, selling on Amazon um, became a thing. And um, you can go to their website. You can type in. Um, what the sales rank is of the product, you could type in what category it's in, and it'll spit out a estimate of the monthly sales, how many units that product will will sell on a monthly basis with that sales rank. Um, it's not a hundred percent accurate because it is a third party. It's not Amazon. It's a third. It's a third party business that does this. So it's, it's not Amazon. Amazon is never going to tell anybody how they do what they do. 
Um, so it does help in terms of a general idea. It is a variable, um, but it, it's not it's not it's not exact. And you'll probably never know exactly, you know, but you want to have a good idea, um, um, educated guess, because when it comes down to it, as you continue to progress, as time goes on, you will realize that you're going to start relying on your experience in terms of how many units a certain product will sell. You're going to rely on your experience. But there's another tool that you need to operate. You need another tool that you need to operate and you need it no matter what, right? So you're going to need this tool called uh, Keepa. So Keepa.com, if you go to, uh, if you spell it, K-E-E-P-A, Keepa, um, that is the number one tool that you're going to need when doing this business. Uh, until recently, they started charging um, 17 It's like, uh, as of now, as of this recording, it's uh, like $17.05. It is a European, um, a European company. And uh, like on their website, it might be like $12.99 or $15.99 pounds. Um, but when it's converted, it'll be about 17 bucks. Um, you cannot operate this business without Keepa. Uh, here's what Keepa does. Keepa allows you to look at the history of the product. Um, so it'd be a graph that you can um, highlight certain things. So if you want to see the history of the sales rank, you just uh, click, a, click a little button on the side and it, the history of the sales rank will populate. If you want to see the history of the buy box, um, you know, like I said, the buy box is the at at cart button on a listing. Sometimes that number changes. You can see the history. See if the see if the buy box is going up and down. If the buy box is going up and down, that means the price of that product keeps going up and down. You know, or is it stay? Or is the product price staying the same? Right. So so when you see a product that you think it has a good sales rank, um, what I do is I'll go to the keeper. Um, this is not the only reason why I go to the keeper, but to keep this to keep this simple and you know easy to explain that's one of the reasons why I go to keep I'll start with the sales rank that I already get on the Amazon seller app and if it's a fairly okay sales sales rank um, in that category I will um, I will um, go to the keeper and kind of look at the history and see if it's something I want to buy um, the keeper it's it's hands down the 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 number one tool that you're going to need in this business. Uh, like I said, $17. So let me add that. So 17, I think it's 1705. Okay. Let's add that to the initial investment cost. Um, and you think with the thing with sales rank that you have to understand is sales rank changes literally, uh, every, every second, every minute, every day sales rank changes. That's why the, the juggle scout estimator it's, it's it's okay, you know, if the sales rank has a, a, a average that's about the same, but it's not really that accurate if the uh, the sales rank is constantly going up and down or if it's down for a little bit, then it goes up for a little bit because the sales rank could be really high for one second. And, and, and this happens a lot, you know, especially when I would, when I was doing retail arbitrage. This happens a lot. This happens to everybody. And if you're not paying attention to the keeper, that's what we call it, the keeper graph. If you're not paying attention to the keeper graph, you will be fooled by the sales rank. 
because the sales rank could be really high. The higher, generally speaking, the higher the sales rank, the slower the sales. And the lower the sales rank, the the higher the sales. So something that's a thousand sales rank is selling a ton of units. Something that's four or five hundred thousand sales rank is probably selling one unit every three months or one unit a month or whatever. It's very slow. So the higher the few sales, the lower the the more sales. All right. So let me get back to what I was saying. The keep uh, the sales rank can actually fool you, right? So sometimes what happens is, like for example, say if something has a five hundred thousand sales rank, and uh, and then like I said, it's one uh, might be might be one sale a month or one sale every two months or three months. On the graph, on the keeper graph for the history of the sales rank, whenever you see the line going down, it usually indicates a sale. So if you see a line on the keep, if you see a a sales rank history, uh, like the line, if you see it constantly going up and down, that means more than likely it's constantly sales. So whenever the line is constantly going up and down, up and down, up and down, that down part of the graph for the uh, sales rank means that uh, uh, there's a sale. But here's what happens sometimes, or a lot of the times actually. You go into the store, you find something, and you scan it and it has a 10,000 sales rank. And literally that day, or the day before, someone bought that product, uh, someone bought that product uh, you know, on Amazon. But literally, that three days before that, the sales rank was five hundred thousand, and you just happened to buy it. You just happened to look at it that once in three months that that sell that that product was going to sell. So if that product was going to sell probably once a month or two months or once every three months, you happen to scan it on the day that it was sold. But it usually it, it sells usually three uh, one unit every three months or so. So you can be fooled by the sales ring. And then you pick it up, you send it to Amazon, and you wonder why it doesn't sell for three months. That's why the Keepa is important. Because when you go into the Keepa, you will see that three days before, the sales rank was 500000 Um, And, you know, that 10000 sales rank, when you scanned it, doesn't mean anything. And then you move on to the next product, right? You move on to scan the next product. Um, <clears throat> so you, you're going to need Keepa. Now, um... Let's see. Let me see if there's anything else there that I need to to dive deeper on. Now, I think you guys get the gist, get the gist of it. Um, Yeah. So so another tool that I think you're going to need if you want to get started on Amazon. Not that I think that I know you're going to need. It's it's nearly just as as essential as Keepa is something called Inventory Lab. InventoryLab.com, you know, sign up for the service. It's $49 a month to have this service. But I'm getting ready to explain why you would want and need this service. Okay, so Inventory Lab, it, uh, it also comes with a free scanner app. So Amazon, the Amazon scanner app, the, the Amazon seller app is not the only app that scans products to find on Amazon. There's also other ones. They have a, they have their own inventory lab has their own scanner app. I use both. I use both of them when I go to a store. 
Um, I use the scanner. I use the Amazon seller app first to, you know, see if it meets my initial criteria. Right. You know, if it has a good sales rank and and then it's not that many sellers. Um, and sometimes, you know, if it's a lot of sellers, I'll still jump on. But it, I usually look for fewer sellers. Um, and if it looks good, I'll open my uh, inventory lab scanner app. They call it Scoutify. So, that you know, you don't have to remember that because it comes with the inventory lab. So it's called Scoutify. On Scoutify, it allows me to um, it's it's it allows me to look at the Keepa, so I don't have to go on my web browser and then go to um, you know Keepa.com and then type the information in there to try to find the Keepa for the products. I don't have to do that. Actually, I've never done that. I, I don't even know how to do that actually. So, but I know you have to you know log on to Keepa and I don't know type the type something in. I don't even know what it what you would type in, but. Um, but uh, yeah, you, you have to figure that out if you don't get inventory lab. But inventory lab allows me to click the little keeper button. Uh, excuse me, in the Scoutify app, I'll um, I'll first scan it, and then I'll you know um, I'll click it. There's a keeper button. I'll click it, and then the keeper comes up if I'm signed in already. The only thing you have to probably do is sign in on your browser to keeper, and then after that you just keep on doing it through Scoutify, clicking the keeper button on Scoutify, and then the keeper will come up for that product and then from there I can see you know the keeper basically makes um, helped me make my decisions uh, 90 probably 90 percent of the time um, is the keeper so I'm able to look at you know the sales history I'm able to look at the the number of sellers the history and that um, look at all the history of the product. I'm able to look at uh, if the product sells on eBay, and and there's so many other different things that you can do on the Scoutify Scanner app. Um, so I use both of them. That's that's part of the reasons why I say that it's uh, it's pretty much essential as Keepa because. You're gonna need Keepa, 100. percent That's that's without a doubt. You're not gonna do this without signing up for Keepa. Uh, the Scoutify app allows me to get to the Keeper faster, you know, it, it's because because it's going to, you know, you're going to go into a store and it's going to take you four hours to look up four products if you do it the really slow way. Right. So I, I, I get inventory lab. I use the um, the Scoutify um, Amazon seller app that they offer to help me move through products a lot faster. The faster I can move through products, the more products, the more profitable products I'll be able to find. Okay, so that's the benefit of having Inventory Lab for the sake of having um, Scoutify. Now, the Inventory inventory Lab is, is, is it's huge. I mean, I didn't even get to the meat and potatoes of the benefits of Inventory Lab. The main thing about Inventory Lab is that it helps me track my profits. It helps me track my expenses. It's sort of uh, it's sort of like an accounting tool. Um, if you don't have any accounting background, you can use this tool and still be uh, still be efficient in terms of get, making sure your expenses are being recorded. The only thing you have to do is uh, you know making sure you're keeping your receipts and, and, and you know going home and, and typing the information in, typing the information in. Right. That's pretty much the only thing you need to do. Um, but it allows me to track my profit and my, my profits and losses. It allows me to. Um, um, well, let me back up a little bit. Let me explain how it allows me to track my profit and losses. So 
let's say you go to a store and you pick up uh, 10, you have 10 products, right? So, you know, what do you do with them? You have to send them. Well, you don't have to, but one of the options that you're more than likely going to do is send them to send the products to the Amazon warehouse. Um, the, the other thing you can do is you can actually uh, you can sell them out of your, you know, out of your house. What I mean by that is, is you can you can post them if if it I haven't I haven't talked about this. So this may not make sense. But if the product is uh, if it meets certain criteria, you will sell it merchant fulfilled. So merchant fulfilled is not being it's not being sent to the Amazon warehouse. It means that you, you post it, um, you know, you, you list it, you list the item. And when the customer buys it, you package prep it, you know, print out the shipping label to send to the customer yourself. You don't send it to the Amazon warehouse. That's called merchant fulfilled. But more than likely, you're going to do some some uh, FBA. Um, FBA is something I should probably should explain at the beginning. But FBA means fulfilled by Amazon. When you see the Prime logo, when you shop on uh, when you shop on Amazon, you see the Prime logo. That mean it. That means more than likely that means it's fulfilled by Amazon. So what that means is it goes to an Amazon warehouse. The customer makes a purchase. When they do, the Amazon warehouse ships it to the customer. So that's fulfilled by as FBA fulfilled by Amazon. Uh, FBM also known as uh, MFN. So FBN is fulfilled by merchant and MFN is merchant fulfilled network. It means the exact same thing, but you will see it. You'll see it from time to time. And um, that's what it means. So that means you fulfill the order when the order comes in instead of uh, Amazon fulfilling it. But more than likely, you're going to be sending these items to the Amazon warehouse, okay, the uh, FBA, right? So in order to do that, there's a few ways you can do that. Um, the first way, which I don't recommend, but if you have to do it, it's just what you have to do. Um, the first way is if you don't have Inventory Lab, this would be the only way you can do it. You create the shipment on your Seller Central account. So you log in your Seller Central account and you cre create the shipment. What that is, is you tell Amazon, you basically, the shipment is you telling Amazon what you're sending in to the uh, warehouse. You're sending in 10 items. Amazon will tell you where you're sending those items. So they'll, they'll uh, give you a packing, um, uh, um, a shipping label. They'll give you a shipping label to print out, to put on the box. You need a box. You know, you need to throw some bo uh, throw your stuff in the box, and um, it'll tell you where it's being shipped, and it'll provide you with a shipping label to put on your your box to ship to the Amazon warehouse. Um, and um, another thing about that is what you have to know is. When you create the shipment, when you're telling Amazon what you're sending in to the warehouse, they're going to give you the shipping label. But before that, they're going to give you what's called a FN SKU, FN SKU label. Um, and these little labels are going to be printed. Uh, you're going to you're going to print them out and put them on, you know, the uh, you're going to put them on the barcode of the product. You don't want to send anything to Amazon that has a barcode showing. 
You don't want to do that. They're going to flag you. you. Your account could get suspended if you continuously do that. Um, so you have to print out the F and SKU label to put over the barcode. So when the Amazon people scan it, they know that uh, this product is coming from a specific shipment, which is your shipment. Um, and um, there is a way you can, in, in your settings, there is a way you can uh, set it up to where you don't put the F and SKU label on and you probably, uh, it depends. You may wanna do this um, if you don't have a printer that will print out little little labels. Uh, but Amazon will charge you. Amazon is gonna charge you to put the labels on for you if you don't put them on. But you have to first uh, get that set up in your settings. If that's not in your settings, you know, Amazon's gonna uh, you know, have a big fit with you and possibly suspend your account. Um, but, uh, but I'm gonna get to the printer part in a second because um, you know, it, it's, it's another part that, you, that you're gonna need. Okay, so you're gonna print these F and SKU labels on to the, the product's barcode um, and then you may have to, you know, poly bag. You have to put it in a bag. Uh, something called a poly bag. Depends. It, it, it all depends. Like when you do the shipment, uh, or when sometimes when you look at the product on your uh, your Amazon seller app, it will tell you if this product requires a poly bag. A poly bag is pretty much just a simple plastic bag that has a uh, um, a, lab um, a label, you know, labels usually printed on the bag saying that, you know, this is a hazardous bag, don't put it around your head for choking, not for kids. It has to say all that stuff on the bag. You can buy those in bulk um, on Amazon. They're called poly bags and they have to have the warning, the warning label on the poly bag. Um, um, sometimes you're gonna need that. I mean, I wouldn't put that down as something you need right away. I mean, if you come across an item and you want to sell it, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't buy poly bags when you first start. I'll buy them if you need them because there's there's gonna be products you you come across that that don't need poly bags, and that's probably a lot of your products. So I wouldn't need to go out and buy those. I wouldn't put that in the initial investment aspect of this uh, what we're talking about now because until you need them, don't buy them. Um, um, so so that. So that's creating a shipment if you don't have inventory lab. You have to do it in Seller Central. The problem is, is you have to keep you have to keep up with the accounting, right? So you need to have a spreadsheet. You need to have QuickBooks. You need to have um, uh, GoDaddy bookkeeping. You need to have something that's going to record what you just did. So you sent in X amount of products, uh, and these products were at X amount cost. These are my cost for these products. Um, and then when the product sells, you start plugging in the expenses and then you get to the profit. It's, it's a lot more legwork on, on your end for the accounting aspect. If you have inventory lab, you create the shipment in inventory lab talks to uh, seller central. You, you basically in your seller central, you connect your inventory lab to seller central. And then what happens is in Seller Central, uh, excuse me, in Inventory Lab, you create the shipment. You create the shipment yourself um, uh, in, in Inventory Lab. And the beauty about Inventory Lab is you're already able to put your cost of the product 
in there. So when the product sells, it will do the calculation on its own in terms of what your profit was or what your profit is. So that's how you're able to look at, you know, at the end of the month or end of the week or whatever. You can look at it at any point in time what your profit or loss is at any given time. Um, um, you can also put in the supplier, like uh, it, you, could, you could put in like the store name where you got the product from. You could put in your minimum and maximum price that you're willing to sell. Um, you can put in um, when you create the shipment, what else do you put in? Um, you can put in like you could put in the expiration date if it's like a food item or a, you know, a dog food item or something like that or cat food or something like that. Um, let's see. Yeah, just those two things alone gives it more value, right? It gives Inventory Lab so much value because for $49 a month, it just for those two things, like if you if Inventory Lab only did that, which was record my uh, 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 expenses and my cost, and I'm able to see my profit at any point in time, that's worth more. That's worth more than $49 a month because you're going to be spending, spending a lot of time doing that yourself. Would you rather pay $50 a month or would you rather spend three hours a month? You know, probably even more. That's, I don't even know. Three, three hours a month, it'd probably be more than that because say if you make a mistake and it's just hard to catch up with and it's, it's, it's a mess, you know, uh, but inventory lab does so many other different things and it's just hands down. I, I recommend people get it off the bat. So I'm going to add it in the initial investment part. Now, you may not be able to get it. If you can't, you got to do what you got to do. It is what it is. You know, you got, if you're if you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to do what you got to do and wait till you start getting some sales to get it right. Sell some things around your house to 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 get like the first two months of um of inventory lab if you have two months of inventory lab and you're really going in and really trying and putting in effort and buying things and making decisions and, and stuff you, you're going to make that money back you know what i'm saying you're going to make the money to be able to pay for inventory lab so um if you can't get inventory lab right away i mean go on ebay go on macari go on poshmark and sell 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 your whatever you have you know whatever you need to sell to get that initial investment um because you're going to need it so i'm gonna add $49 to that. Okay, plus 49. All right. Um, so that's that's creating the shipment. And then once you finish creating the shipment in the inventory lab, it connects it to Seller Central. You have to log into Seller Central to add the pounds of the boxes or one box or whatever you whatever you're gonna send. That's the only thing you have to do back in Seller Central uh, with the shipment is basically add in the pounds of the boxes. Um, and then you're able to uh, print out the uh, the shipping labels. All right, so we talked about shipping labels and F and SKU labels. So let's talk about printers. You need a printer. You know, you're gonna need a printer. Um, so you know, when I first started, all I had was a regular regular ass printer. You know, um, that just printed stuff. Regular regular printer, eight and a half by eleven paper. Um, that's what I had. So I, I luckily I already had the printer, you know. Uh, but if you might have to go buy one, go buy one. You know, go buy something on Craigslist. Like I said, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna say the same thing, kind of. Buy it on Craigslist. Craigslist. Buy it on eBay. Buy it on these 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 platforms where you can probably get things for cheaper. 
um, and you'll probably spend you'll probably spend let's say you I mean try to spend 30 bucks but just to be conservative you'll probably spend 50 bucks uh, 50 to 60 bucks um, on a printer and let me add that in to the initial investment so plus 30 let's say plus 50 all right plus 50 um, now here's here's where here's what I was doing when I first got started I had a regular printer I was using the regular printer to print out my F and SKU labels and to print out my shipping labels. And God, 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 this took so much time to, you would think like, oh, it's just taping, you know, the paper on, 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 on the box, the shipping label. But no, not really, because you have to like fold it and, um, and then tape it and then, you know, and make sure it's taped right where it doesn't fall off. And, um, and, then, and if you're constantly sending things to Amazon, it's just a headache. You know, if you do it once every two, three weeks, it's probably not that big of a deal. But if you're doing, if you're really doing it, you know, when you're constantly sending stuff to Amazon, it's just like, oh my goodness, I hate this. Um, so, so that's what I was doing though. I was, I was just, I, I didn't know any other way and I didn't, you know, I didn't have any, uh, I, I, I just didn't, I didn't, I, I wasn't ready to buy uh, a different kind of printer that would make it easier for me, which I'll get into later. Um, my F and Ski labels, I would uh, the way they print um, on a regular printer. They you, you can have them print. Um, they'll print on like like thirty. They call it like thirty up, uh, thirty up. What I mean by that is basically I think um, there's going to be uh, five rows of six F and Ski labels. Um, so what I was doing, I was cutting them out. I was printing them out on regular paper and I was cutting, cutting them out and then taping them on the products. <laughs> like, I mean, whoever, whichever customers were getting these products, they were like, man, this, this is, they, they probably didn't care, but I mean, it looks ugly. You know, I'm not, I'm really not a good cutter and, uh, I, I hate cutting and, but that's what I was doing. I, that's what I had to do. I had to do what I had to do. Right. Um, and and then what I did uh, once I was like fed up with it and I you know I made some money I was like okay how do I um, how do I make this easier and they have something called like thirty up label paper or something like that uh, I, I, I'm probably saying this wrong but if you if you think of um, if you think of uh, like if you ever got something you know a letter in the mail or or yeah a letter in the mail and then that person has their address on the little on the sticker. So instead of them writing the address on it, it's it's actually on a sticker pre printed. That's what the F and SKU label looks like. It's about that size, right? And that's the the thirty up label uh, paper um, are basically you know this the eight and a half by eleven, and you can basically peel off after you print it. You can peel off the F and SKU labels instead of uh, cutting them. The only problem with that is, like I said, it might be like six row, uh, five rows of six, so it's thirty of them. Let's say, for example, you only have um, five of one product, um, so and then you you have to use one page. Um, you have to basically use a full page to uh, get those get those five F and SKU labels. I mean, it was easier to do. You know, all I had to do was just print it and then peel it off and then put it on the product on the barcode. It was easier, but it was wasteful for me. Now there is other way. There's there's got there's another way you can do it that's that's more efficient than what I'm describing to you. But that was the process that I went through. Um, I still have like 250 pages of uh, 
of uh, uh, 30 up label paper um, that I'm not using anymore. And the part of the reason why I'm not using it anymore, because I upgraded to um, the Dymo printer. There's a printer called the Dymo printer. It prints labels out, these little labels, right? And um, you can print as many as you want. Um, and it, it just prints it out. You, know, you just take it off the sticker and then you put it on there. Um, so that, that, uh, that kind of solve that problem you know all of that problem all those problems dymo label printer probably goes for about 60 bucks and it's called the 450 let's see, i'm looking at mine's right now the uh dymo label writer 450 turbo it prints labels out prints fsq labels out um yeah so doing that and um, I'm doing that now and I'm actually what I'm doing at, at this very moment is I'm, I'm I went into my settings and and I'm starting to have Amazon put the FSQ labels on for me uh, because now like okay it takes a lot of time to 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 put FSQ labels on 500 items so um, I'm, I'm starting to get Amazon to do it and I have to pay uh, pay them for each one they put on. I think it's like uh, it's like twenty. It is twenty cents as of now for each label that they put on for me, and that's not a big deal for me right now. So I mean, as you progress, but if you're paying attention, you you realize that as you progress, you will start becoming more efficient. So you're not gonna buy and have all the best tools up front. You want to prove the concept, prove the fact that you know you can do this first, and put some money in the bank first before you start trying to get efficient um you know that's just the, that's what the entrepreneur that's what an entrepreneur does um so i'm not gonna put the 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 dymo printer as the initial investment i'm not gonna put that part as part of the initial investment calculation um the next thing uh that i want to talk about is uh you know for folks who can do it go ahead and do it you know it's up to you um you want to print um, right right now in terms of my shipping labels, the ones you the, the labels you put on the boxes. I don't cut them. I don't I don't fold anything out. I have a special printer for that now. I have a thermal printer that doesn't have any ink and it just prints. Um, it prints out four by six shipping labels. That's what it's made for, and it's 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 magic, you know. Um, and it is it's helped me out uh, in terms of time. You know, I just print it out. I stick it on the box, move on to the next thing, right? Instead of having to fold it up, tape it right, and do it, I was, it just took a lot. To, I, it's just impossible for me to do. It doesn't make any sense for me to do at this point of where I am now. Um, that was about 200 bucks. There's other ones out there, and, um, you know, uh, feel free to explore them. I like the Rolo. It, uh, it's called Rolo, R-O-L-L-O. -L -L -O. It's just been, it's been great. That's like 200 bucks. I'm not going to add that in the initial investment calculation, right? I'm just telling you that when you start moving items, when you start really getting this stuff done, these are the things you want to invest in. You want to invest in tools. You want to invest money back into the business to make you more efficient, to do things a little bit faster so you can get back to money-making activities, right? That's the whole point of that, me telling you that. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So, so let's, let's get into now the, uh, well, you know what? Let's, let's go ahead and add this up real quick. Add this up. Let me make sure I'm not missing anything. 
Oh, another thing that you might want. Oh, yeah, a few things you might want to get. I'm glad glad I paused for a second to, to think about this. A few other things that you're going to want to need when you first start. You don't 100% need them, but it helps. And they, and, they, and they cost very low, so so it helps to just have them. Um, well, okay, one of the things you actually need, you need a scale, okay? You need a scale to weigh your boxes before you send them to the Amazon warehouse. Um, you can find a scale for 15 bucks. I have the same scale that I've used when I first started. Uh, I think it's about 15 bucks online. If you type in like Amazon FBA scale or, um, you know, reseller scale or, or, um, if you type in like Amazon FBA scale or something like that, you're going to come up with a, a scale. Um, and, uh, as long as that scale goes up to 50 pounds, um, that's a good scale. And don't buy anything expensive. Buy something cheap for like 15 bucks or under uh, or 20 bucks or under. Um, and, and, you know, and, and I, I haven't upgraded my scale. You know, I'm not, you know, forget it. You know, I have a scale that I've been using since day one. It sometimes I have to lay down and put my put my ear to the ground just to be able to see what the uh, uh, what what the pounds are, because, uh, you know, if I have bigger boxes, I'm using bigger boxes. If you're using bigger boxes um it, you know it's gonna be hard to see unless you get on the ground but if you can find those ones that um you can i guess you can uh, I, i've seen a few where you can put put the item or the box on the scale and then it has like a something off to, off to the side that you can kind of extend outwards and it tells you like how much it weighs so that way you know for big boxes you can you don't have to do what i do which is lay on the ground to see to see you know what the pounds are that may cost a little more, maybe like 20 bucks um, on Amazon or something like that. Um, but, you know, if for some reason you don't want to lay on the ground to look at the boxes, uh, to look at the pounds, you know, you know, so be it. Uh, but I still lay on the ground to look at the look at the boxes, look at the pounds on the boxes. Um, so you're going to need a scale. You, you can't do this without a scale. Um, another thing about boxes. Right. So you don't want if you go to the Home Depot or Lowe's, I prefer Home Depot. Um, you want to use the, you know, you don't want a box that that is bigger than, um, and this may change. I mean, Amazon's always changing, but uh, I think it's you don't want a box bigger than, uh, is it 18, 18 inches wide, 24 inches long. You don't want anything bigger than that because um, that 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 may be a problem when you send it to the Amazon warehouse. They may have a problem with that. But on the flip side, I've sent in boxes uh, and that that's just what I've heard. But I've, I've sent in boxes all kinds of sizes and I haven't had any issues. But as long as you stick with those boxes um, or if you have like um, usually, yeah, usually you're not going to get a huge box. Say if you bought something from Amazon, like for personal use and, you know, you keep the box. Usually that box is going to be bigger than 18 by 24. But, uh, I, I stick, I would stick with, uh, just the, you know, Home Depot type boxes, uh, Lowe's, uh, type boxes. Um, I will stick with that just to make sure you don't have any problems down the line. And more, more than likely that's going to be the case for you anyway. Um, Okay, and the other thing I want to talk about is um, um, I don't know exactly what these things are called, but I think they're if you search in Amazon, the search bar, like uh, sticker removal, uh, um, 
like like a sticker removal, like a like a peeler, um, like a, a sticker peeler. It peels off the stickers. Uh, P e e l e r s peelers. Um, so um, you're gonna need this because a lot of times, you know, you you going you're going through the these clearance items. They they have stickers on top of stickers on top of stickers on top of stickers on these products, and these stickers are pretty adhesive like they're they're stuck to these products a lot <laughs> like super hard um and it will take you a very long time so if you come home and you have 20 10 20 items it's going to take you longer to prep them because you don't want to send them in with the stickers on them obviously to the amazon warehouse so you're gonna have to take them off it, it could take a little time these peelers you just take it and then you put it you know you put it under there you put it on the sticker move it and it just comes right off it just it just comes right off, and I think you can find those for about uh, uh, probably ten bucks or less, you know, on Amazon. It might come in a little pack where there's different different sizes, and that's good to have if you can find a pack with like maybe two or three different sizes, uh, because you know some are better than others on certain products, um, you know. So uh, so let's add those into the initial investment. You don't really hundred percent need it. It'll just help your because you're already, if you're not getting the Dymo, if you're not getting the Rolo, you're already spending a lot of time, you know, with 30 up labels or, you you know, with the cutting out the F and SKU labels, with taping the shipping la- shipping labels on the boxes. You're already doing a lot already there. It doesn't sound like a lot, but trust me, your first shipment to Amazon will take about two hours. <laughs> you know, it's going to take a minute to get through. I mean, my first shipment, it took hours. You know, just trying to make sure I didn't mess up and trying to make sure I did it right. It's going to take a minute. And as time goes on, it's going to take it. You know, it's going to take a little while because you're doing those things. The sticker removal thing, it just helps a little bit, you know. So anything that can help just a little bit that's very cheap to buy. Sure. You know, add it to the initial cost of investment. So the scale plus the uh, uh, the sticker remover peeler. Let's say that's about 20. Let's say let's say it's 25 bucks. Those two together. Let me add that in there. All right, so I think I didn't leave anything out. I think I got everything in there for the um, initial investment. So we are looking at um, initial investment. You're looking at about 181 bucks, so less than 200 bucks. All right, and then some of those are recurring. So you have the pro membership and the uh, inventory lab. Those are recurring. So. Um, uh, let's see if I did my math in my head right. That's about ninety bucks a month. All right, so ninety bucks a month is your rent to be in this business. Um, oh, and also, um, what is that? Um, Keepa, Keepa is about seventeen bucks. So uh, hundred seven, hundred, a hundred seven bucks to to be in the game every month. All right, hundred seven bucks is your rent. Your rent for this business. All right. So, so think about it. I mean, a lot of people are like, man, man, I don't, don't," you know, a lot of people struggle with that number. But let's put it in perspective. That's what it's about putting it in perspective. This ain't nothing. 180 bucks a month is nothing, you know, um, to be in business. To be in business, 180 bucks a month is nothing. So let's put it in perspective. I'm gonna say it again. When I bought my business, what was my 
what was my recurring expenses? So I had the debt that I had to pay back every month on that 8,000 and also the debt for buying the business for the 75,000. That was every year on an annual basis. I had my monthly rent at my physical location, which was about, which was three grand a month. And then I had employees that I had to pay every single month. I had insurance that I had to pay every single month. I had payroll fees I had to pay every single month. And then I had, you know, things I had to fix, things that are broken that I had to fix every single month. You know, you're talking about an outflow of like five grand, you know, that's before that's before the first customer comes into the door. That's just off top. That's is, you know, that's what I have to pay out of my pocket, whether I, um, you know, made money or not, if I had enough customers or not. Right. So 181 bucks is nothing. People spend $250 a month at Starbucks. You know, people spend, oh man, that, that, that was pretty annoying. I'm clicking my pen right here. <laughs> and that sound right there is pretty annoying. But um, yeah, so, so people do a lot of different things. People eat out, you know, at restaurants when they shouldn't do it. At, or they eat out restaurants at shitty restaurants, eat shitty food that's unhealthy and pay more than $200 a month in doing that. Um, people do tons of things and, and, you know, there may be things that in your life that you may be doing that you can, you can get, uh, you can get rid of, um, to, 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 to put room in your life to be able to pay 200 bucks a month to stay in the game. Now let's put it in perspective even further. You know, you can start making money right away. If you get out there right away, uh, my first, my very first month, I, I, I had two starts in this business. I started um, in 2000. Um, I started in 2017 and I also started in and then, and then I stopped and then I started up again in 2018 last year. Uh, my first month, I did five thousand in sales, um, and I think I profited maybe like a thousand bucks. Yeah, maybe a little, maybe a little over a thousand bucks. But I know for sure it was a thousand, so it was no less than a thousand bucks. But I really went out there, and I really went out there, and I did it. I didn't know everything. I didn't know about. Um, I didn't really understand Keepa that well. I didn't, um, I didn't really know if things would sell or not, you know, and I, and that, and that wasn't clearance. I, I wasn't even buying clearance items when I first started. I didn't even know about clearance items when I first started. I didn't even know, you know, I was just buying stuff. I was looking at stuff like, Hey, you know, this, this might be something. Let me scan it. You know, and then I was just that was my uh, North Star was this may be something. I don't know. Let me scan it. <laughs> and, and and literally, that's what I did. I didn't all those things that I told you I did not do. I did not know to do. I did not think to do it. So everything I told you, I mean, that stuff you got to pay for. You know what I'm saying? So 
um, uh, yeah, so I did 5,000 my first month, 7,000, my 7,000 in sales. These are sales, not profit. 5,000 my first month in sales, made probably about a thousand bucks. Next month I did about 7,000 in sales and I probably made about, I don't know, uh, between 15, about 50, maybe $1,500 that month. And, um, and you know, I just, I just kept going and kept going and kept going. So let's, let's get into that. Let's get into how much you, how much you're going to need, you know, how much money do you need, right. To, to invest in buying products. Um, you know, if you only have, if you have, um, if you have 500 bucks, you can do something, you know, um, and, and, and cause if you have 200, you basically only have 200 to, to get that initial setup, right. To initial that setup is 200. So I'm thinking, you know, if you have maybe 400 or e- even, even if you have, uh, 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 300, you know, up front, right. Cause hope, you know, hopefully you, you know, you have a job. If you have a job, this is going to be easier for you because you can keep investing back into the business so if you have three hundred dollars right now or if you will have it you know or if you have you know if, if you can get set up now and then next week you have maybe a hundred two hundred bucks or or even a hundred bucks because you don't really even need a hundred bucks as long as you can get 50 bucks to get to get set up that's pretty much all you need so let me rephrase that so the idea is if the idea is you know if you're listening you have a job you just need to basically have 50 bucks to uh, start buying product. So you need your 200 to get set up and then you need 50 bucks to start buying product. Um, and then, you know, as you get paid every month, you put another 50 in, put another, you know, 100 in. The more, the better. But, you know, you want to at least be putting in $50, you know, into inventory at least and, you know, and you're going to go through that. If you have 50 bucks, you're going to go through it really fast. You know, you, you know, you're going to find some products and then that's it. You know, um, like I said, you know, you'll probably find them for $10 or less. And you, so you're looking at about five or six items. Um, but the more money, the more things you're going to buy. But it, it's just, you know, it's not a requirement to get started. The whole idea is to get started. It's not really to start profiting and make money and, and then, you know, just be balling out of control. That is not what you need to be thinking about. What you need to be thinking about is, okay, this is a new venture that I want to get into. I want to learn everything about it. And um, I want to, you know, worst case scenario, hopefully I can break even these first couple of months. So you don't make money, you don't lose money. Even if you lost a couple of dollars um, within the next two months, it's, that's nothing, you know. Uh, cause let's put it in perspective. I had a business that failed where I had to put 8,000 down and I spent all my tax refund. I had quit my job. I forgot to mention that part. I had quit my job. And there's so many things that I lost because of that business failure. You can't cry about losing $50. You can't cry about losing 200 bucks. If, if this doesn't work out and you lose $200, that's nothing to cry about. You know, like if you're an entrepreneur, if you really want to be an entrepreneur, you got to toughen up like you got to get out there, put your money where your mouth is and get to work. You know, so that's what the first couple of months is about. It's about getting to work, getting to understand um, 
uh, how the Amazon ecosystem works, how selling on Amazon works, how to find profitable products, how to become more efficient in the things that you do is basically your education. This is your cost of your education of your business, your business education. That's what this is for. If you make money, that's icing on the cake. I made money right out the gate. And that's probably going to happen to you and probably going to happen to most of you because that's just what happens. You know, you're going to make money and um, you want to focus on learning. You're right. You don't want to focus on, oh, man, I need to make two grand every single month and profit. That's that's it may happen, you know, but that's not your mindset. The mindset is I'm doing something entrepreneurial. I want to learn how to do this, you know, and I want to learn how to do this. Uh, in a way that it can benefit me in the long haul. Even if you don't even know that if you're going to be in this game for the long haul, you want to be thinking that you might. Okay, so that way you start making decisions that are more long haul decisions and not short term decisions. And then what happens is you start figuring shit out and you start making money and then you start seeing opportunities and then you start taking advantage of different opportunities and then you start thinking like okay well I need probably more money to take advantage of more opportunities and you start thinking more entrepreneurial and you start getting into okay how do I raise more money how do I save more money to invest back into the business what can I sell you know, do I have two cars? Let me go ahead and sell one because I need more more money for inventory because now I have a I have something figured out now. That's gonna be that's gonna happen later down the line, a couple of months, six months. If you have a full time job, it's gonna take some time to get to a point where it's like you're gonna see these crazy opportunities, right? That 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 come up. When you first started, you're so green, your 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 vision is so narrow on how this works. It's all about expanding how you think about e-commerce right so but you have to start somewhere you have to start here where i'm telling you you don't have to start here i'm telling you but this is a starting point it's the like i said it's the gateway it's not the way it's the gateway to your success and you know some people are gonna some people are gonna quit after a couple of months because it is it is work like Looking for products is very tedious, especially in retail arbitrage. It's a very tedious thing, but this is the gateway for you to learn about business. You know, that's which that's how you need to think about it for you to learn about business and keep expanding your your level of thinking into entrepreneurship. This is just the gateway from this point on. You know, we're going to wrap this up pretty soon, but from this point on. Uh, uh, once you get into the game and then after maybe six months or even a year, I mean, depending, depending on how, you know, it, it takes everybody different time frames. Um, but let's say six months to a year, you say, yo, I, I, I did this retail arbitrage thing. I, I, you know, I want to move on to the next level. There's other levels you can jump into, you know, you're going to learn about OA, OA is online arbitrage, which you can also do as well uh once you figure out this retail arbitrage thing you can go into online arbitrage some people even go into online online arbitrage up front online arbitrage is pretty much what it sounds like is you're buying things online to sell for more on uh, amazon it's a different ball game a little bit there's a few different tools that you know i recommend that you're getting um and it's just a few it's, it's, it's pretty much the same but there's a few differences that are going to make 
um, make or break your business in an online arbitrage. And then from there, you know, you can start possibly jumping into wholesale. Wholesale is where I'm at right now, where I'm buying uh, I'm, I'm buying, I, I, I do it all from home. I don't really go retail arbitrage that much anymore unless I'm, you know, at a grocery store doing my grocery shopping. I, I, I'll look around and see what I can get. I'll pick up something. But it's very selective now. I spend most of my time um, talking with suppliers who give me products at wholesale prices that I sell on Amazon. And then from there, you know, I'm going to get into bundling. So I'm going to start bundling products, putting products together to sell together instead of selling one off products at a time. You know, and then from there, you can move into what's called private label. You start getting to building your own products, building your own brand, starting your own brand of products and, you know, creating your own products yourself, not physically you doing it yourself. But, you know, you, you know, having someone in China or somewhere else to make the product and manufacture a product and you and that's your brand of, of products. Right. So. There's so many avenues you can get into after retail arbitrage. But like I said, it's the gateway, right? It's the gateway. And then this is just your business education. You know, if you do the things that I tell you that, that I just told you to do, that would be your business education. You don't need to go to college. You don't need to go to school. You don't this. You put your money up. You get out there, start working. That's your education right there. And you know what? Instead of having student loans, let's say it, it all goes to shit. Worst case scenario, you lost 200 bucks. You move on to the next thing. 200 bucks shouldn't break you, right? Um, but you really want to get out there and start selling things. Um, and, none, and you know what? I, I wish I actually started with this a little bit earlier. Is um, even before you even start Amazon, say, for example, you know what? You don't even want to put up 200 bucks right now. That's fine. Look around your house. You have tons of things that people will buy. You can put it on Amazon. You don't need the pro subscription. You can put it on eBay. You can put it on Poshmark. You can put it on Macari. You can put it on Facebook. You can sell it on Instagram. You can sell it on Craigslist. You can sell it on LetGo. You can sell it on so many different platforms that you have stuff, you know, around your house that you can sell. You could probably make about 500 bucks, 1000 bucks, depending on what you have. You, you have stuff you can sell, you know. You can go to a thrift store and you know, buy a couple products or whatever and do your research or whatever. And then you sell on eBay. You can build your cash. You can build your cash up like that. So I, I only say that to just say like, there's no excuse, you know what I mean? Like there's really no excuse to, to get started in some kind of way, you know? And, uh, that's why, uh, I've been seeing certain successes. Um, the reason why I, you know, I, 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 got to the level of where I am now is because I don't make excuses. I haven't made excuses when I started this business and, and I'm determined and I'm consistent and you're going to need consistency. You're going to need determination. You know, you're going to need those two things, determination and consistency. If you want to be uh, in business and what I told you is probably the easiest thing that anybody could ever do. Um, so it doesn't matter where you come from, you know, and, and that's what I'm trying to, to, to really put in people's minds is, um, you know, the whole ideal of the, the rich and the poor and the, the rich are this and that, like, you know, poor people, I was poor, I grew up poor, all that stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like food stamps, everything, the whole nine, 
So, but I, I don't have a grudge against rich people. You know, there's there's just certain philosophies. There's just certain innate, uh, uh, there, there, there's certain causes and effects that make a person rich. You know, and anybody can do it. E-commerce allows anybody to do it. Everybody has something that they can sell. You can get free stuff. You can get free stuff from Craigslist. You can get there's, there's a free section in Craigslist. There's a free section in Facebook. People will give free stuff away from away to you, and you can go flip it. You know, on Amazon, eBay, Facebook, and you know what I'm saying. So there's really no excuse. So even if you cannot start on Amazon. You can start by flipping things that you already have or uh, the stuff that people will give you for free. You know, so um, that that's pretty much my message is uh, get started, you know, uh, get started. Um, you know, if 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 I ex- what I explain to you does not appeal to you, that's fine. You know, there's thousands of other opportunities out there. Uh, there's no shortage of opportunities um, that you could take advantage of. This is just one. I mean, this is the one that I honestly believe that people who c- don't come from a lot of money can actually get into the game. It's the gateway, you know. That's just my my belief. But, but you know, I'm not I'm not a uh, closed minded. There's plenty of other opportunities out there. So that's gonna wrap it up. I want to end this episode with that. And um, I just encourage you to to keep on learning, um, you know, keep on pushing forward. Uh, If you do want to start an entrepreneurial career, I laid it out for you, you know, Um, and I laid it out from the perspective of me now. So a lot of the things I told you are things that I did not know when I first started or did not think of when I first started. So um, just a lot of golden nuggets there. Um, yeah, so in the next episode, we're, gonna, we're probably going to uh, talk about my next episode will be probably in May. We're going to talk about the uh, April's April's business results. Um, and yeah, so yeah, things are looking pretty solid for April. So I'm excited to share those things. Um, you know, uh, yeah, you know, stay up, stay positive, start your business and uh, keep pushing forward. And I'll see you. Uh, See you on the next episode.